from the studios, known as some secret location that we can't tell you about because that would be completely unconstitutional and wrong. Welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSA Foundation. Yours truly, Jack Fur, along with you as we talk to you about what's going on in the world of sportsmanship. This is the second episode uh, of our podcast and the second episode released in the month of November, the year 2017. Happy that you can join us today in the rotating second chair. The, uh, the pundit that joins me today is the vice chairperson of the OSA Foundation, my good, dear, wonderful friend, Mr. Sean Goff. Hello, Sean. How are you? Jack, how are you? Uh, just fantastic. Great to be here. Uh, it's Thank a you. pleasure for having you here. Look forward to many, many episodes where you can join us as part of that rotating chair uh, so long as uh, Sean Ryan doesn't come in and, you know, choke you out so he can be on some of the episodes. Sean, if you're listening, please don't, please don't assault Sean. Don't get any ideas. Don't, no ideas, please, please. Uh, so today, on the, on the show today, uh, Sean and I are going to uh, discuss a topic that uh, has been uh, kind of central to some of the internal debates that we have had as as a group in trash talking uh there's a there's a lot of uh philosophical stuff that goes behind it uh that's just deeper than the idea of don't trash talk and and we want to we want to explore those intricacies in order to try and get people to understand a little bit more what what happens with it what's going on behind it why we don't necessarily want to uh force people to change but rather to understand uh the culture of it, uh, where, where it fits into the idea of sportsmanship, the difference between trash talking and good natured ribbing and things and, and topics like that. So we're going to get into that today. Uh, before we get into that, we're going to introduce a new segment, uh, that, uh, is, uh, still, we're still working on the title a little bit. Uh, it should be called this week in sportsmanship, which would be then abbreviated to twists. However, the, the problem is that, uh, you know, we record and release these shows uh, the 1st and 15th of every month. So that's a fortnight. That's two weeks. So it should be called This Fortnight in Sportsmanship and be abbreviated to, you know, but... Catchy. Ca- it's very catchy. I can't, I can't tell you how, how much people are going to remember that. So uh, we're working on it, and uh, we're going to continue to work on it. But uh, that's what the segment is. Is, 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 is we're going to talk about some sportsmanship that has occurred recently. And the one issue that, it's not really an issue, it's, an, it's actually a good occurrence that uh, has occurred since we last spoke to you, uh, comes from a college football game between Penn State and Michigan State. Uh, we all know that Penn State has had its fair share of controversy in the last umpteen years. And it's going to take a while for that that, uh, that culture to come back to any sort of normalcy. But what happened in this particular game, uh, Michigan State beat Penn State 27-24. And uh, James Franklin is the, the head coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions. And right after the game, uh, as, you know, as custom in football, there's a, there's a handshake line and there's, you know, the, the two teams come together to, to, you know, say good game and, you know, wish them the best and yada, yada, yada. Well, one of the Penn State uh, players walked off the field without trying to, or without getting in the handshake line. And uh, James Franklin was actually caught on camera. So, and kudos to the Fox camera people for getting this. He sprinted 
in this cold environment while he had this big coat on and he's yelling and screaming and he forces this player to get back out on the field to shake the hands of the opponents after just being defeated. And, you know, I, I wanted to bring that up and, and applaud them and give kudos to them for, for and to James Franklin himself for such an act. You know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, especially in the context of that school. You know, the, it, it's, we all know what happened at Penn State, and especially within Penn State football. We know that there's a black cloud that, uh, that hovers over that program. But for, for Franklin to do that, I thought was a very classy act, a very good thing. And I just wanted to make sure that that was mentioned in, in this segment, uh, especially since we want to try and talk about some of the most recent and current events in both good and bad sportsmanship on this podcast. So, so kudos to, to you, Mr. Franklin, for, uh, for, for your actions here. And please know, not that you're listening, James Franklin, because, you know, I'm sure you have other things to do, but please know that we really appreciate your, you know, your, your good work with that and, uh, and may it continue. So with that out of the way, that concludes the segment of, if that's what we're going to call it. Um, hey, if you want to suggest a name for that segment, uh, reach out to the show. You can actually reach out to the show for anything. The best ways to reach out to us, if you want to email us, it's podcast at osipfoundation.org. Uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash osipfoundation. And uh, Twitter, which is also probably one of the best ways, is tweet at osipfoundation and use the hashtag HowYouPlayTheGame. And uh, if you have any questions, any thoughts, uh, we will gladly share them on one of our episodes. We'll discuss them, and uh, we want you to be a part of it because we want our listeners to uh, play a role as we discuss these things moving forward. I mean, I think Sean and I had a great conversation in our pre-production meeting for this about how conversation and positive, constructive conversation, regardless of the differences that people may have, is one of the only ways that we're going to advance as a people and as a society. So we want to encourage that. We want to continue to encourage good dialogue, even if you disagree, and there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. And I'm sure that there are going to be parts within this conversation that we're about to have where we're going to disagree. You know, I think that uh, that's what's going to be very constructive about this conversation on trash talking. And even if we don't disagree, it's, we're going to bring up some opposing viewpoints so that we can continue to dissect the argument. Um, but it's through those types of conversations that we will grow and advance as a society. So we want to encourage that from our listeners. And make sure that when you uh, visit iTunes or wherever you get this podcast, that you give us the highest rating possible and subscribe to it so that we continue to get as many good likes and whatnot. That is, that's what we call a shameless plug and basically telling our listeners what to do. So, <laughs> Nothing wrong with good dialogue. No, no, not at all. So, so with that being said, uh, Sean, we're going to talk about trash talking today. In order to prepare for this, we, we examined a bunch of different articles on the subject. Uh, I went straight to the best source, known as Wikipedia, <laughs> in order to get, um, you know, get some background information. Let's start by giving you the definition of trash talking, uh, according to Wikipedia. Um, it says here, trash talk is a form of insult usually found in sporting events. Uh, it is often used to intimidate the opposition, but can also be used in a humorous spirit. It's usually characterized by use of hyperbole or figurative language. Uh, puns and other wordplay are commonly used. Then it gives us some examples and whatnot. Uh, it does go into smack talk, which is very similar, but 
according to this definition, smack talk is, it usually refers to the use of threatening or intentionally inflammatory language. Uh, they actually reference this to be more of the case online, actually, in things like chat rooms, blogs, and massively multiplayer online games, or MMOGs. Smack talk can have a, a role in bullying, whether that be face-to-face -face or uh, the, the, the cyber world. So, so with that being said, you know, I think we want to start by talking about uh, where, what, you know, now, we've, now that we've discussed what trash talking is, you know, we have this thought about how it could still exist within the realm of sportsmanship, and we want to explore that a little bit. So, Sean, why don't you start by giving us uh, a thought or two on the idea of where trash talking could still exist in, in your in your view, and let's let's go from there. Sure. Um, well, I know in some sports like basketball, trash talking is considered an intrinsic part of the game. So then we have to ask the question, I guess, where uh, is this just part of competition mm -hmm. and the spirit of competition, and when does it become excessive and nasty and unnecessary? Right. And that is probably a gray area that we don't have to define uh, absolutely right. uh, and make a prescription to say what people should do, what they shouldn't do. Uh, but it does raise some interesting questions. And I guess I would ask you, like, um, as someone who's been a coach and an umpire, mm -hmm. which is pretty unique, I, I don't know how many people have been on both sides of that. It's, a, you know, it's funny about that, not to deviate too far, the the number of people who fall into that category is slowly on the rise. Interesting. It's very very interesting in that uh, a lot of coaches are actually being forced by by certain organizations to either attend an umpiring class or to go to a meeting of umpires or something like that because they want, especially at the youth level, they want there to be a better understanding since the goal is to provide the best possible experience for the kids. Sure. Um, so by doing that, there, there, there's a certain level of um, understanding that, that grows in that working relationship. And a couple of co uh, coaches I've actually seen have become so intrigued that they said, you know what, I want to do this. Mm. Uh, usually it, it comes from something like, you know, they've always wanted to stay a part of the game. And they can only coach for so long, especially if they have kids that are going to grow up and whatnot. Right. And and officiating allows them the opportunity to do that. Hmm. So it's 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 actually a very interesting phenomenon. But um, you know the the idea of 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 both coaching and umpiring and whatnot. It's you know we it's definitely with with regard to trash talking. There is definitely. I think it's safe to say no need for it at the lower levels, the mm -hmm. youth levels. Mm -hmm. um, one of the articles that we have researched cites, and I know this from firsthand experience in the state of New Jersey, uh, that uh, we have to read a sportsmanship statement prior to each official contest that says that there will be no tolerance for uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, which includes trash talking baiting or berating opponents or anything that may cause ridicule to them that may be of a uh, race, gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, disability, or religion context. Mm -hmm. So, so it, 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 there definitely is uh, a foundation for that at that level. But by contrast, 
to your point, you know, there could be a, 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 a more acceptance of it at a youth level if it's much more informal, right. if it's a pickup game, you know, guys from the neighborhood getting together at a local, you know, uh, basketball court that's on blacktop in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. there, there's going to be much less regulation of that and it's going to become self-regulated. So you're going to find it a little bit more there uh, amongst people who are younger in age than you are in uh, an athletic contest that is under the jurisdiction of the the uh, New Jersey school systems. Right, and people will know how to handle that right. in that context just the way they know, for example, again with basketball, they don't need a referee to call the fouls. Mm-hmm. They can agree, okay, that was a foul, right. and it's a, an honor system. Right. You know? So with trash talking, there's something similar. The question is, how does that filter into then more organized competitive sports? Because if people are playing pickup games, it's inevitable that if they're trash talking in that context, there's going to be some element of that you would think that would trickle down, filter right. into. Uh, so how does the uh, the coach intervene? Do right. they not intervene? You know, it becomes a question maybe of degree more than of whether it's allowed at all or not. There's know? there's definitely a, a certain context that has to be applied, uh, a contextual filter. You know, I think that... Uh, and it's tough for coaches, I think, to do that sometimes, especially at the youth levels, especially in a very politically correct world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it maybe it's a little easier if a coach is maybe closer in age to the players mm-hmm. than for a parent to sure. do it. Um, maybe there's a little bit more of a relation uh, or, or an empathy there that could play a role. I think that we do. I, one of the interesting things I feel is that with this type of a rule system in place in New Jersey, there is definitely a uh, a place I think for both types of atmospheres, mm-hmm. at, as as educational purposes for our youth. I think it's important that they experience uh, a, a system where there is no tolerance for it, as well as a system, a more informal system where there might be a tolerance for it, so that they can kind of understand the nature of both, and then make an educated and informed decision going from there of what they feel is best for them. Which you would think doesn't really make a lot of sense coming from a sportsmanship organization. You know, you would think that we would be saying, no trash talking, you know, just play the game. And and philosophically, there's some truth to that. You know, in a perfect world, we would want that. But, right. we, but we don't live in a perfect world. Right. We have to look at things practically. And, you know, I know you've said it to me, it's not so much about trying to live in that perfect world as it is trying to understand culture and you know not trying to force change among culture when change does not need to occur. Mm-hmm. It's more about understanding and empathizing with other people and understanding when it might be okay and when it might not be okay. You know, what's what's considered off limits, what's considered within the, the realm of, of acceptable, um, if it has a place. You know, and, and those are very, very deep and interesting questions that we have to examine in order to uh, create a, a, a better system. And if we were to prevent it, uh, what would be the goal of preventing it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think you could approach that from a few angles. One would say you don't want to cause harm, especially to young people. You don't want to cause harm to them. But in a way, if you deal with a sport like football or any contact sport that's going to do far more tangible harm to them than any kind of trash talking correct can yes 
So there's that angle. Then another one is you don't want to hurt their feelings, which is important. I mean, you don't want kids to be scarred by their experiences right, yeah. <laughs> with sports. It's supposed to be enjoyable right. on some level yep. in addition to the competition. At the same time, the sport itself is bound to hurt their feelings at some point. Right. I mean, losing is a painful thing that yes. everyone has to deal with yes. if they're an athlete. So then it's the question of whether it's unethical, you know, and then that gets to the point of, well, if people agree that it's okay, you know, if we have right. athletes saying this is part of the sport, well, then clearly it's not as if someone's imposing their will on someone right. else, you know, yeah. so it's not unethical in that sense. So then what is it, you know, that we're actually trying to prevent that? And it's kind of hard to answer that. It's a very <laughs> difficult question to answer. And I think what's, what's important about that too, is to realize that you have to know your audience, right? You know, I, there's, the type of athlete that I am, as someone who still plays baseball at my age, I'm the so type. There you go, coach, umpire, and player, and fan, and football. Yeah, right. of course, you know. <laughs> but I'm the type of person who, when I play the game of baseball, I I just put my head down and play. Mm -hmm. You know, I get the most enjoyment out of very similar to someone like a Derek Jeter, in that I want to do my job. I want to help my team win. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the type of person who, if I if I need to lay down a sacrifice bunt in order to move a runner over, and I do it successfully, I take joy in that. And you're like, wait a second, you just made out. How did <laughs> that? Why are you taking joy in that? Because I just put my team in a position to become successful. Yeah. You know, at at my at the expense of my statistics. You know, and and that that is that's how I gain pleasure or or experience pleasure from the game of baseball, for example. So. You know, especially when you're playing at my age and the league is much more of a, of a certain recreational league, even though there is a level of competition, the best saying that we say is, we all have to go to work the next day, you know? So let's... <laughs> let's you know, not beat each other. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if I'm playing first base and a kid gets a base hit, you know, and it's on first base, I'm not going to look at him like, hey, you, you shouldn't have gotten a hit off of this pitcher. It's, hey, man, how you doing? Good to see you. Everything going well? Right. Great. Although that's yeah. one of my favorite things in professional sports, too, when you see that that, that professional yeah, exactly. baseball, the dialogue that happens at first base, uh -huh. the first base exactly. ever there, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and that's one of the reasons why, in, in not to get too far off topic, why it bugs the heck out of me when there are disagreements in a sport like Major League Baseball, mm -hmm. because they're all part of the same union. Well, sure. They're all on the same team from a standpoint, even though they're not on the same uniformed team, yeah, yeah. you know? So, so just because they're competing against somebody else, they're not really rivals. Yeah. They're all businessmen. You know, yeah, true, right? you know, so, so that's why I'm like, you, you know, there's really no point to that type of hatred and that mm -hmm. type of, that type of hostility, yeah. you know, in, in my situation with the kid, you know, kid has a good at bat and he, and he, you know, fights off a single. I'm like, man, that was great at bat. That yeah. was amazing. You know, yeah. and that's, and that's what I want to, to enjoy when I play, you know, now there are certain circumstances where perhaps I might do some good natured ribbing, which I think you can, you, there's a context for that. Among teammates, for mm -hmm. example, I'm not going to rib somebody I don't know. You know, right. I'm not going to say to the kid on the on another team something that could be taken out of context, <laughs> especially if I don't know the kid. You know, but if one of my teammates does something kind of silly, you know, falls down between first and second base, you know, and a joke pops into my head, maybe I might do something that is the equivalent of you know my elbow to his ribs with a giant smile and my tongue hanging out like eh eh you know. Uh, <laughs> And that's not trash talking. No, you know that's we we want good natured ribbing because it humanizes us right. and it allows us the opportunity to laugh at ourselves and to enjoy ourselves a lot more. Yeah. 
And that's that's part of good sportsmanship. True. You know? But then, you, again, you're left with these alternatives. And I think of, I don't know them personally, obviously, but like uh, Michael Jordan and Gary Payton in the 90s. Right. Some of these players who supposedly had these legendary exchanges. Right. And for them, it was fun. Right. <laughs> and when they got off the floor, they didn't go to kill each other. Right. And, you know? So it's, it's, and then that brings us back to, are we talking about, is this okay in the context of professional sports, youth sports leagues, pickup games? I mean, they're almost, they're all different. Kind yes. Of, they all have different parameters. They absolutely <laughs> are. Why don't we talk about the professional level uh-huh. on this? Because I think we can agree for the most part, you and I can at least, mm-hmm. there are certain parameters at the professional level or really at any level where, you know, where trash talking might have a place that says things like certain things are off limits. Right. You know, I, I don't think it's rocket science or brain surgery to, or talking to women, which is equally as hard as those other two things, um, to, to say things like, don't bring someone's family into it. Don't bring uh, race into it. You know, don't bring in uh, gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, disability, religion, things like that. You know, those things don't really have a place in, in, in trash talking. It's really not, it's just, those things don't have a place in, you know, in, in insulting period, you know, yeah. but, and yet sometimes professional athletes do that, uh-huh. but they have the ability to keep it on the floor. Right. You know, to me, and I'm, and this is where I think one of the places where you and I are going to start to differ a teeny bit, mm-hmm. I would prefer it if even at the professional level, that stuff was still not used. Right. You know, if, if, if people are going to engage in that at the professional level and engage in trash talking because that is what is acceptable among those players, that's fine. But I would prefer it if you, if you refrained from doing things like talking about a guy's wife. You know, to me, that's, that's just uncalled for, you know. Right, and then you put me in the awkward position. No, I'm saying that's okay. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me, for the record, Sean does not take that that position. He's only going to take that position for this argument. <laughs> that's yeah. Of course, it, it starts to sound absurd when you defend that, and I think even players would say, "No, man. right, like, yeah, that you're crossing the line." And yet, I have to feel like there have been circumstances in which. Those kinds of things have been said. Right. And after the game, the guys either shake hands or slap each other on the back or whatever, and they move on, and that's it, you know? Well, you know what's funny? What came to my mind is there was an incident a couple of years ago between Carmelo Anthony and Kevin Garnett. Right, which wasn't as cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's the type of a thing where they, you know, they engaged in stuff that I just described might be off limits. And it turned into a conflict that went beyond the floor. Right. So, so you know, that's what that that would be a good example of why we don't want that to happen. Right. You know. But I think in that case, it was also clear, or I should say, it was unclear. Maybe to I can't remember who was doing this. I think it was Garnett saying it to Carmelo about his wife. Okay, and Garnett was an epic trash. Yes. I mean, uh, but that I think it was also a little bit unclear whether he was kidding or not. Right. I could be wrong, <laughs> but that but but that brings up the point of how gray this stuff is. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, it's t- it's tough to tell. Yeah, and it's and, and in my opinion, it's better to err on the side of caution. Absolutely, you know, I agree with that completely. And if the players in that situation have a doubt of what they mean, 
then clearly someone didn't do a good job of right. exactly. <laughs> good-natured uh, trash talk. Exactly. Even if exactly. it was foul. Right, know? right. Because that's another thing. You can be foul and still make it clear that it's good-natured. Right, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we were just talking about this earlier. You know, we were talking about the whole idea of the Yo Mama joke. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, I think, I feel like it becomes something where that is that type of thing is used when, you know, that the person's mom really is not the way that she is described in the joke, you right. know? If a person's mom is not obese, they're more apt to be her, to get the joke of, yo mama's so fat, when she sits around the house, she sits around the house, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. It's, it's part of the humor where you say the thing that's not true, right. you know? As Which, I was saying, it's almost more like a genre exactly. joke than it's it is v- a specific joke. It's very much a, a, a Borat-esque of, this shirt is black knot, you know? You know? Yeah, you know. although that movie, some other things yeah. cross into <laughs> other territory. <Yeah>. But <laughs> oh, man. This shirt is not <laughs> black. <laughs> I love watching the uh, the software here where the, the sound waves just explode when I go, not. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the simple things in life, you know. Very nice. Very nice. How much? Um Let's, here's an example that actually happened recently mm-hmm. where trash talking led to an altercation that's a little bit more fresh uh, in the uh, Cincinnati Bengals-Jacksonville Jaguars game uh, recently. Uh, A.J. Green, the wide receiver for the Bengals, and Jalen Ramsey, who is, I believe, the cornerback for the Jags, they got into it. There was trash talking going, out throughout, going on throughout the first half, and it, it escalated and hit a hit a, a, a climax when following a running play where Green was not actually involved in the play, he just ran downfield as a, as a decoy, Ramsey shoved him when he, like in, in his back when he wasn't looking as, as part of something that continued to egg him on within this, 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 uh, this context of trash talking, and A.J. Green went ballistic. Who is, he's normally this cool, calm, quiet guy, and he, he shoved him back, he got him in a chokehold, he was throwing punches at his helmet, and both of these guys were ejected. And, when, you know, the teams were assessed offsetting personal foul penalties and whatnot, but they were both tossed. And uh, I've actually brought this here in this, in this article. According to multiple sources, uh, this is coming from an ESPN article about it, uh, Ramsey was then seen being restrained by Jaguars personnel and Everbank Stadium personnel, uh, security, he was spotted heading towards the Bengals' locker room before he was restrained, and as the Bengals came in at halftime, he started screaming profanities once he spotted them. Ramsey was also heard yelling that he was going to go find Green once security let him go. And this act also happens to be the second time in his 24-game career that Ramsey had been ejected for uh, you know, a fighting incident. So, I mean, the, the, there are multiple ways that we can dissect this. We could say, you know... He should, you know, he this this guy is kind of an aberration to it. If this is not his first run in like this, but clearly there was a level of trash talking that was going on, and we don't know the, the exact context between the two of them. And then I think what was what was interesting on the other side was that Green added, you know, when when guys get ejected from contests, uh, sometimes there's this level of I had to defend myself, yeah, you know, and I just wanted to be like to say to Green, you really had to defend yourself over that? You know, one of the ones where, where I, I, I lost a lot of respect for somebody was earlier this season, um, Chris Bryant, the all-star third baseman for the Chicago Cubs, uh, was rung up 
on a third strike pitch by home plate umpire Lance Barksdale on a pitch that was clearly inside. I mean, by about a foot and a half inside. Uh, even I looked at it and thought, how is he, you know, and I'm pro umpire. I'm like, how is he thinking that, that this caught a corner? You know, I just didn't get it. And, uh, and, and Bryant, who's usually very calm and doesn't get, and never gets tossed, argued with Barksdale and said something and he tossed him for the first time in his career. And pot, it could be the only time in his career based upon this kid's demeanor. And in the post-game interviews, he was basically saying like, I had to defend myself. I didn't think it was right. And I was just like, it's like, you're getting paid millions of dollars, you know, to play a game. Was it really necessary to defend yourself against a you know, call that this umpire might have missed? And so the same thing here. I'm like, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. You're a star wide receiver. Was, was that kind of a thing necessary? You know, and I don't know the answer to that question because we don't know the context of it. Yeah. But we see that trash talking is the, at the root of the problem. It's what sparks this, right. you know. Well, this gets to the uh, one of the other articles that you sent, which was uh, by Mark Spears from The Undefeated called The Unwritten Rules of Trash Talk. Mm -hmm. And it outlines this incident with LeBron James and Draymond Green, which actually led to Draymond Green getting suspended right. in the NBA Finals last yep. year. So it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. One of the things that was seen as an outlier about the case was that LeBron went public, not about specifically what Draymond Green said, but that he was offended by it, right. and that he thought it went too far. And again, like so one of these unwritten rules is kind of that you leave that stuff on the field. Right. You may uh, make it clear on the court, on the field, that you were bothered by it, but you don't then discuss it in the press conference. Right. So we don't know the details again, but it's, it's somewhat unusual. And one of the things that he said, though, was that he felt like he was insulted, like his honor was insulted. Right, yeah. <laughs> and again, though, how much does that have to do with competition? Because I'm thinking of Michael Jordan. This guy, he was trashing people in his Hall of Fame speech. Mm -hmm. He's not only retired, he's getting inducted like this is the highest honor that a player can have. And he's still insulting guys. <laughs> And he's considered one of the greatest athletes of all time. Right, you know? right. Like, this did drive him, obviously, to some degree. <laughs> Not only honor, but, like, being better all yeah, the time exactly. than someone else, you know? And that, of course, brings us to the awkward question of, if Michael Jordan doesn't know how to play the game properly, who does? Well, that's a nice point of repose for this episode, so uh, my thanks to Sean Gall for being here. Remember, as always, you can uh, contact the show, podcast at osafoundation.org. Facebook.com slash OSIP Foundation, Twitter at OSIP Foundation, hashtag how you play the game, and of course, everything OSIP Foundation is OSIPFoundation.org. We'll be back with you in December with two more episodes. So until then, everybody take care and treat each other with respect. If you're interested in advertising on how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.